Welcome to the Sports Gods Pick Show. This is March 18th, 2021. We got Ace, Ant, and Malik. What's up? What's up? What's up? All right. This week, we're going to be heading into the NCAA tournament to start out with our final four picks. I'm going to kick this off with um, from the West region. I got the number one overall seed and a team that's probably looking to go undefeated. I got Gonzaga with their NBA point guard. My thinking in this is I'm picking all the teams that have the best NBA talent on them to make it to the final four, which is why I'm making the picks that I'm making. The only region that really doesn't have too much on it that has some guys that are probably going to go is probably the South. So I'm picking that next, which is Purdue, which is a number, I believe, four seed. I'm picking Oklahoma State. That's the number one overall pick most likely out of it, which is Cade Cunningham. I'm seeing a very, getting a lot of, a lot of mellow vibes out of him. Um, which is the number four seed out of the Midwest, which is weird because they're all playing this in one state. So I guess this is in the Midwestern part of Indiana. And then the Eastern part of the state, I'm going with Texas, which is the number three seed. And that's really because of all the coaches there. I trust Texas more than I trust FSU and Michigan's, uh, was it one of Michigan's star players ended up getting hurt. And I just don't trust Bama to uh, be able to beat Texas with as much talent as they have. I don't think the SEC is as talented as it has been especially with Kentucky as having such a bad down year as they had and then getting such a top recruiting client. So that's the Gonzaga, Purdue, Texas, and Oklahoma State as my final four picks. Malik, who do you got? <clears throat> so, you know, I, I mean, we, I, we do a, I do a lot of brackets. I do, I've done seven this year, I believe. Really? Um, I've done like four. Wow. And – I, cause I just get, I get invited to do them and I just do them. Yeah. And so, but in your bracket, um, in the sports gods pick bracket, yeah. I actually decided to go off of chalk and like to do my best to keep well, away I from, chalk. I only got one, one seed in there. The rest <clears> I have no one seed. Four. So I have no one seeds in my, in my, so in you my don't final have the saga making it to the final four. No, I actually have them bumped out in the elite eight by or me. no, sorry. In the sweet 16 by, by Virginia. Um, That's aggressive. Okay. Yeah, I actually had them losing to Virginia. Um, <clears throat> I, I don't know. I mean, I think I think you know part of it is like the pressure of of obviously being undefeated, undefeated? and having to go through it an entire season. I mean, I think if there is a team that's capable of doing it, it is Gonzaga, because yeah. it's not like um, you know when when UK uh, with a bunch of freshmen, you know, we're dealing with it. This is a this is a veteran team. Mark Few is a great coach. Has been yeah. a great coach for a long time. Like, and if there is a team that freshman is the NBA yeah. talent, yeah. Right, right. Um, so if there's a team that can do it, it's definitely them. Um, I just wanted to I'm, – I'm, so what I'm saying is I'm going to use the, the, the final four that I actually put into my bracket for this, you know, for this podcast, yeah, this for the Sports Gods picks. Um, so my, my final four, um, I had Iowa um, as a two seed coming out of that the, that's the, that's the West. Uh, coming out of the West um, – I mean, my, my real conversation there is, I think they, if I cannot remember, I can't remember the guy's name because it, it always, it always escapes me. Luca but Garza. He's, yes, Garza, yes. But, you know, he's, you know, hands down, he's probably going to win National Player of the Year. Um, yes. if, he, if, if not, if not, he's going to be really close to winning it. Well, I don't know it. who else is competing with him. He's the most well-known college player. Nobody even knows anyone else, really. It's right, a, right. It's a game that they're all talking about. Right. Um, in the East, I had uh, Texas coming out of the East um, okay. as a three seed. 
I had them beating Michigan in, I, I had them beating Michigan. Uh, I think Michigan's, Michigan's obviously still dealing with um, the injury to their best player. Um, yeah. So, you know, at some point in time, I just feel like they're going to trip up. So I had them, I had Texas coming out of the East. Uh, in the South, I had Ohio State. Um, yeah, I trust them. I, I, watched, I watched them go through the Big Ten uh, tournament and just lose to Illinois, um, which was a really good game, by the way. Um, and I was fighting with, I, with whether or not I wanted to put Illinois, Ohio State in the Final Four in that, in that matchup and put Illinois in as the only one seed coming out of, coming out of there. But I, I went with Houston. Um, and the reason I went with Houston is Houston. Have, have you watched them play? I mean, they're, they're the two seed oh, in, the, in, the, the in the Midwest. Again for the best they for the second. Yeah. ran through it. And, and, and defensively. games all year. Yeah. Defensively, this team is a beast. I actually, I actually really hope that um, they get to play Illinois because I think that that's a really great, you know, one-two matchup um, to get in the Elite Eight. Um, so yeah, so those are my my final four: was Iowa, Texas, Ohio State, and Houston. Uh, with Iowa narrowly beating Ohio State um, as the national champion. So you have Ohio State, Iowa. In Houston. So the least likely team of making it there is Texas is only ranked 26 in Ken Palm. All the old, all those other right. teams are top 10 teams. Yeah. Iowa's number five. Houston's number six. Ohio State is number seven. So you have five, six, and seven. And then you have the 26th ranked team, just like I do. But that's really due to injuries because I just don't believe in Florida State. Because yep. if Florida State can lose to Georgia Tech, then Florida State can lose to Michigan. Yep. which is what I have happening. I just have Texas beating Alabama in the Sweet 16, which is what makes it a little bit harder. And I just don't have faith in Illinois because even when they had Deron Williams and other star players there a while ago, they've just never performed at a super high level. Like whenever it mm-hmm. comes to the tournament, like they'll make it to the Elite Eight and then they happen to lose. So yep. I just had Oklahoma State knocking them off. And then I had Oklahoma State just due to the fact of Cade Cunningham being able to take over that game against Houston. So it's not that I don't have Houston going far, but Houston's not basically it's the best team they've had since they had Clyde Drexler. So that's why I'm just going with Oklahoma state because, you know, if you have pro talent and you have veterans around them, like Oklahoma state and um, Gonzaga has, I find it very hard to believe that someone's going to find a way to beat you in college basketball in a shortened season. And the big 12 conference is just to me far and away, like the best conference this year, which is why I got two teams from there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had Oklahoma State just losing in the Sweet 16 to Illinois. Okay, I can so, see it. Well, that's a toss-up. They can go either way. And actually, Oklahoma State, if you're betting at home, I think they're like plus, they're like plus seventeen hundred to, or yeah, it's plus seventeen hundred to win it all right now. Because because they're they're in such a tough bracket because nobody expects them to get by Illinois, and even if they do, they have to get by Illinois. Then they have West Virginia, Houston, and and Tennessee also in the second round, which a lot of people don't even think they'll beat them. But Ant, what do you got? Who's your final four this year? Well, yeah, that's all I'm going to give away because I'm not going to tell my whole um, strategy how I got here. But I'm just had the top people here. I had Gonzalo, of course. I got Alabama, and then on the other end, I had Baylor versus um, Illinois. But at the end, it's going to be Gonzalo versus Illinois. And I have Illinois actually pulling the upset at the end. So you have three one seeds and one two. Yep. Seed. All right. That can, Got a powerhouse going through it here. I can see it. 
I mean, I can absolutely see it. I can also, I think, I think the thing that I said is like, it's, it's a COVID year. When you look at some of the records of these teams going into this, going into this tournament, some teams played, you know, 27 games mm-hmm. and some teams played like 14, right? So it, it's, it's a difficult to me, to me, <clears throat> nobody's disputing the ones, um, you know, Michigan, Illinois, um, <clears throat> to be Baylor and, and Gonzaga. Nobody's really highly disputing the ones, but the rest of the field just feels like, you know, it was really, it would have been really, it would have been a really difficult, it should, my guess is it was a really difficult year ranking these teams because so many, it, the, the level of play was just Very so. few teams even got to like 20 games. Yeah. And the level yeah. of play was just so different for every year. So I just feel like this is going to be the one year where upsets are not really upsets, you know? Um, there's going to be teams that are, you know, just ranked badly because of the circumstances surrounding their season. And they're ranked in, a, in an area where they go up against a team that they really can beat. Like they really can, you know, can, you know, take out in the woodshed and, and beat down um, that they, that the, in a regular year, they probably wouldn't have been matched up against until much later on in the tournament. So be well, interesting to see. I hear you. They consider upsets like seven versus 10 because a 10 seed, any double digit seed is considered like a low rank seed, but the fact that UConn has to play Maryland in the first round. Right. If Maryland beats them, is it really an upset? Because, because, because UConn finally went back to the Big East, but the Big East to me is super soft. And the fact that Georgetown was able to walk through you like a hot knife through butter in, in the Big East tournament kind of lets me know. <laughs> Either your defense isn't really that good, or they just decided to get to get it together right at the end of the year. And Patrick Ewing's a great motivator all of a sudden. And then Virginia Tech is playing Florida. And those are two very closely matched teams, although the ACC, I feel, isn't as good as the SEC, but Florida's kind of a middling team. And then the one game I don't want to watch is Clemson versus Rutgers. It's all these, like, big power conference schools that's like, oh, you just got in because you're in that conference. Mm -hmm. Because they could have given a bid to, oh, I don't know, University of Buffalo Bulls rather than letting in Rutgers, a mediocre Big Ten team. But because they overvalue the Big Ten, they put them in. Yeah, and then VCU's playing Oregon, and I kind of expect those are the two closest ranked teams in this tournament in the first round. They're only separated by five spots at Ken Palm. Yeah, I actually have VCU winning that game. See, I have Oregon only because they have two guys on that team that are expected to make it to the NBA, and they Mm -hmm. both play up tempo. So I'm going to go with the team that's more talented. Coaching wise, Oregon has a better coach, and they switch on defense a lot better. But it is what it is. Like. The biggest upset that I could see happening would be everybody keeps talking about Ohio beating Virginia, but Virginia's too talented. I would say Utah State beating Texas Tech because Utah State has, I think, three or four players that are seven feet or taller. And in college, that's almost unheard of. Yeah. They average like the seventh tallest team in the NCAA. And, you know, the Mountain West is kind of underrated. And an F11 seed wins the first round game. It's an upset, but I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, I thought I actually thought that you were going to go with, um, you know, the Hoyas there as the as the as the best upset uh, option. Georgetown uh, as a 12 seed going up against Colorado. Um, I didn't pick them. Yeah, but this is the highest seed Colorado's ever had. So yeah, I, I think this is a good Colorado team. I, but definitely, you know, having watched some of the Big East tournament um, and watching what Georgetown was able out. to do that they played so well that you, you just yeah. feel like if they can do that, if they can bottle whatever that was up, cause they didn't have a great season, but no. if they can bottle whatever that was up. That was, that they did. 
yeah, whatever that was that they did going into the Big East tournament, if they can just bottle that up and come out there and play one really good game against the Colorado against Colorado, uh-huh. they could, you know, they, they could they could they could get out of this, you know, and yeah. then they would have Florida State. Now, I think I think by then it would be it would be a wrap, but um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Any particular, maybe like low seed that y'all might see that can actually make it all the way to the final four? To the mm. final four. Well, the low seed. Low, when you say low seed, like, yeah, what, what, like lower than what? I think VCU made it when they like were Like maybe 15 or below or something like that? No, 15. No, ain't no 15 seed making it to the final four this year. I don't know. You, you know, you toss it out there. That would be great. Nice. besides uh, that. I guess it would be probably either whoever wins this Michigan or UCLA game, they could technically go to the final four. Because but they would be an eleven. The They'll be an eleven, but they're in the same right. bracket as Michigan, Alabama, Texas, because Texas right. is wildly inconsistent, and Florida right. State is also inconsistent. So Texas started ten and one, right? But then they finished the year with like five or six losses out of their last nine games. And Alabama plays very fast, but you know they're beatable. And I know that coach because he used to coach Buffalo, and it's about tempo and defense. So if you can hit enough threes on them, you could win. So I guess UCLA is a better shooting team. But Michigan State, if they could pull it off, I could see a Tom Izzo coach team beating them. Although a lot of people expect BYU to win that game anyway. Yeah. So that'd be the lowest seeded team I, I see. Or maybe yeah. St. Bonaventure for a mid-major going super far. For me, it would probably be uh, probably the lowest seed that I could see really making a push would be a nine seed, probably like Wisconsin or um, or Missouri. Uh, Missouri has Oklahoma first round. I, I don't think that's, I don't, I, I think that's, I think that's a really tough matchup for them. Um, but if they can get out of, they can get out of that first round matchup. I mean, then they have Gonzaga, like they, they have the toughest road, so I wouldn't pick them, but they're a really good team. I've watched them play a couple of times this season. They're a really good team. Wisconsin's a really good team. And they're playing against a, a you know, pretty, pretty, you know, vulnerable UNC squad at this point. Um, and who knows? You know, the Baylor Bears are a phenomenal team with a great backcourt that should take hand, handle yeah. business and get and, and and easily get themselves to the Elite Eight. But hey, this is all a bad the shooting Baylor team that lost to Yale a couple of years ago. So exactly a bad and a bad shooting night is a bad shooting night when you don't have great, you know, interior interior scoring and everything comes from your backcourt. You, you a bad shooting night can can get you can get you you know stuck. So yeah. that would be the team. I and and you know I, I always I always think you know just the uh, the blue bloods the mid the, those 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 major schools you know they they pull something out in the tournament. So if I would have to go, I had to go. I would go Wisconsin. Okay. Well, one thing I'm glad is that we actually have it back because last year we didn't even have it back, right, Ace? No, no. We had no tournament. They canceled it. NBA canceled uh, March 11th during our last podcast. It was last year, marked a year. And then the Ivy League canceled the tournament. And then the Big East was like, oh, what? we're still playing our games. And they canceled the game at like <laughs> halftime. And then the ACC canceled and the Big Ten and the Pac-12. And they were like, yeah, we can't do this. And then they were like, they were preparing to have the NCAA tournament with no um, fans because this is where they make all their money. So the NCAA was like, we have to do this because they don't actually make any money off of Division One A football. So they're actually making a bunch of money now from the FCS games because everybody's tuning in to see Jackson State tear it up each week. And it's kind of interesting. 
So I knew the tournament was going to happen, but I'm just happy that it's actually back. And even the NIT is back. And I was even watching that the other day, watching Toledo play uh, VC, not VC, Richmond. Mm-hmm. And they're doing that all in the state of Texas in like Dallas, San Antonio. No, not San Antonio. Women's tournament is in San Antonio. They're doing it in Dallas, in uh, North Texas, and in like Arlington and a few other uh, places. So they're playing the NIT in like four places in Texas, and they're, they're going to play the championship in Dallas in like the last week of March or something. And Duke turned, like, there were like four or five teams that turned down bids to the NIT, which is kind of interesting. Because Duke is never going to play. If Duke can't make it to the NCAA tournament, they'd rather just not play. I mean, seeing, Duke in the, seeing Duke in the NIT is, is like... I think it's been a tough year, and they're like, these kids need a break. It's been tough. Like, Duke is never going to... Duke will never play in the NIT. I, I, I completely... I, I really don't think I that that's you. ever going to happen. Hey, listen, man. Alabama's played in the NIT. Michigan State's played in the NIT. Michigan played in the NIT a couple of years ago. I can't picture Duke there. Kentucky played in the NIT with Nerlens Noel. I remember that game, and they lost. They lost in the NIT in the first round. Look, Duke playing the Duke playing the NIT is like if they if if Batman got asked to join the Teen Titans, like 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 be on the team, and not even as a leader. Like like you could be on the Teen Titans, but you have to like you have to follow Robin. Like, oh, like, like that. That's the second like command is Starfire or something. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, no, uh, no, 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 no. That's, that's, Duke ain't doing that. Batman would rather retire. <laughs> so, I hear you on that. So, all right. And the one, one, actually, that's about it. Oh, the, the surest bet, I think, of the first round is Illinois over Drexel. Um, technically, Gonzaga's playing the easiest team to play, which is Norfolk State. But people tend to sleep on these um, HBCUs. And I still remember when Norfolk State knocked off Duke in the first round when they were a 15 seed over a two. And now yeah, they're a 16. That either. No, that was, that was about four seasons ago, three yeah. seasons ago. It was kind of crazy. Or maybe longer than that. But Duke also lost to Lehigh, led by uh, Portland Trailblazers' own CJ McCollum. Mm-hmm. We'll be picking the Portland game later on tonight for tomorrow. But moving on to our next topic, which we are moving on to the NFL free agency. Anthony, what do you got? Yep. Well, one thing I did like about the NFL free agency, I kind of like but hate at the same time, is the Patriots is the biggest story of the um, offseason. Normally, they just sit back, drink tea, and call it a day and watch everybody go crazy in their own, going up and getting all these free agents. But now you got the Patriots stepping up and putting themselves in there. But I'm wondering how this is going to actually play down later on down the road when the season actually starts. Would all this free agents, them getting all these free agents, help actually help them out to actually win games and help us call good bets? What do you think about that? Yeah, I think that, I think that it's, it, it's, it's interesting that the Patriots, you know, were so devoid of talent last season um partially just due to you know the exodus of their players leaving to go to other places but secondarily you know due to the COVID stuff and all the players that they had that opted out of the season um and that's why they're at the point they are where they had so much available money to throw at a bunch of free agents um it's it's really interesting to see that it's it feels like they are trending towards building the same type of team that they had when Tom Brady wasn't Tom Brady 
and they had to build around a quarterback that was like kind of in the middle of the road. Not, you know, not, not great, not right. like the, the greatest quarterback, but if you gave him the right pieces, they, you know, they adding in Hunter Henry, adding in Jonu Smith, you know, basically signing a bunch of offensive linemen and trading for Trent Brown. They're going to ground and pound. They're going to run the hell out of the football. You know, obviously Cam Newton can do that, you know, in his sleep. Mm-hmm. And they're going to try to win games by just being the most physical squad on the planet. And, you know, and, and, and they're, going to, they're going to just kind of dial it back to, you know, we can't win with just throwing the ball all over, all over the yard anymore. We're going to win with, uh, you know, that smash mouth style and bring it all the way back. And so, you know, it, again, it may work. Um, Buffalo's still the best team in that division. You're and definitely right. I hate to admit it. That's that's still that's still. I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. Um, but I'd be, be interested to see what happens in you know year two of Cam Newton and um, and Bill Belichick and the Patriots. I just I want, want to point out. Hmm? Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Ace. All right. Well, being as I'm up here in uh, New England, about as close as I could be to the stadium without living next door to it. The fact that they built up their defense, which is what they – I read this whole article basically on Yahoo Sports and I think also ESPN they covered it. They're going back to what kind of what Malik said. Their first three championships from 2001 to 2005 were all built mm-hmm. on defense. Mm-hmm. Deion Branch was a Super Bowl MVP of one of those teams. Mm-hmm. Yep. In their first Super Bowl victory in 2001, Tom Brady had 96 yards passing going into that final touchdown drive. I don't think people remember how much of this was just, we're going to beat you on defense – we got Brewski, we got Richard Seymour, we got our cover corners, and we're just going to blitz, blitz, blitz. We got Willie McGintist. We're coming. They signed Jalen Mills to replace Patrick Chung. They signed a defensive tackle, Devon Godshaw. Like, they got Kendrick Bourne. They realized they needed more proven talent on the offense. They got Nelson Aguilar, who was on a team that ended up beating them. And Aguilar was on the Raiders last year, and the Raiders apparently were not trying to win any games. They got Matthew Judon was a great pass rusher on a 3-4 defense out of Baltimore, so you know he could play. They signed Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry, who are both great daily fantasy players, right? Those are guys that you could pick up, and Jonu Smith had huge games last year for Tennessee. Uh-huh. So Tennessee decided not to pay him, so the Pats gave him 31. So they spent $50 million combined on just tight ends. When people forget Again, anything I- else. So if Cam Newton can throw to just Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry all season, yeah, exactly. Well, for twenty two hundred yards, as opposed to the fifteen hundred. A lot of people don't know if realize this, but I'm about seeing games with the Patriots when they actually go five tight end wide. Yeah, and now they can go back they just, to the double tight end set that they used to right. run mm-hmm. and make it work. Yeah, people Aguilar. just think it's just going to be Gronk and stuff, but it's not, I don't think so. It's going to be just like how you both of you guys have been saying. It's yeah. going to go right back to the old school ways, the first three championships. They've spent one hundred and thirty seven and a half million dollars on players. And Cam Newton is going to be making less than his starting tight end. Yeah. <laughs> and exactly. the only way he really gets paid, his $9 million or $12 million or whatever it is this year, is if he makes the team, which means that they're not even guaranteed that he's going to make the team this year, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Probably, it's probably telling you that they're, they're probably still going to draft a quarterback or, or, or I think they do. the quarterback position in some, in some way other than just keeping Cam Newton around. I think they are. My my money is going to be on that um that guy from Alabama. I think that's the quarterback they're going to oh, draft. Mac Jones. Mac, Mac Jones. Jones. Mm-hmm. If they can get Mac Jones, that'd be kind of surprising because there's teams ahead of them that will probably draft him. Yeah, there's going to be a couple of quarterbacks that's already ranked ahead of him. 
that's one of my disappointments of that's true. He's probably going to be the fourth quarterback taken. Fifth. That means fifth. Who's going to be the fourth one? Trey Lance, they talking about moving up in front of him now. I thought Trey Lance, oh, I keep I keep downgrading uh, Zach Wilson. Yeah, that's true. I think Zach you know, Wilson. Ever since Chris there. Sims been talking about Zach Wilson, they've been bumping him up. Well, Zach Wilson played great all year, and he made BYU look amazing, even though they're a pretty average team. But also an NFL free Yeah, I, I'm going to get sidetracked. Bud Dupree going to the Tennessee Titans um, is kind of it's a big deal. He's he's coming off of he's coming off Definitely. of torn ACL. Alquara staying with uh, the Detroit Lions, actually keeping a pass rusher, and Seattle actually signing a tight end in Gerald Everett that can catch the ball and will probably stay healthy. And then Trent Williams with that amazing deal of highest paid offensive lineman ever, which is pretty tremendous for a team that realizes, hey, if our quarterback has any pressure we ain't going to win. So we got to keep whoever is back there off of him. Yeah, I just want to know how you feel about the Allen Robinson ace. Cause I know that's, that's your team and stuff like I'm, that. I'm glad he's on the team. And I thought that he was going to sign. And I think he signed. Cause like you said, before we started uh, recording, they're not, no other team is trying to give him big money. Right. So mm-hmm. take $18 million on a prove it deal. And then the bears will probably come back and sign him for 17 a year. Or maybe he'll get 18 a year from somebody else. If he comes back and does it, but they needed to sign a number one receiver because that's the only way they could justify bringing Andy Dalton on a one-year deal because Andy Dalton was pretty good when AJ green was amazing. And he, I think he's AJ green just signed a one-year deal with Arizona. Correct. Yeah. He's with Arizona now. So Arizona's going all offense. And I think the AJ green signing was a little bit of insurance. If Larry Fitzgerald wants to retire or if he wants to come back, because they've already moved on from Patrick Peterson. He's going to the Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. He's been kind of fading a little bit, and I forgot to realize like this guy's been in the league for eleven years, so it's kind of thirty-seven something like that. He's thirty, thirty-six. Yeah. Like he's, no, he's it's older. twelve years. I take the back. He's been in the league for twelve years, but the only thing unfortunate about the Bears is that they had to get rid of uh, what was it? Their uh, starting wide, starting cornerback and Kyle Fuller, who's been a hey, pro for the last couple too. of years. It's because a lot of teams don't have a lot of money to spend on him. Now the Bears really only cut him because of the big contract that he had, so they had to cut somebody. So they went with the secondary. And unfortunately, because they gave all that money to Nick Foles, they couldn't keep him. And they also couldn't get a better quarterback. Now, the messed up part is they could have gotten Andy Dalton last year for cheaper, and they didn't, which is what bothers me. They said, no, let's give Nick Foles $21 million when they could have just brought in Andy Dalton and said, all right, he's a former starter. He's a guy that's been to the you know, Pro Bowl a couple of times. At the very least, he can, Mitch can learn from him. And if, he's, and if Mitch can't get it done, Andy Dalton should be able to do the same as opposed to Nick Foles, who had one good playoff series and couldn't play well with Jacksonville. So I don't think they would have been better off with Cam Newton. I would have loved Cam Newton, but apparently Chicago Bears have have less understanding than uh, the Patriots do. And the fact that, you know, I think he was only willing to go there because Belichick liked them and all the players wanted Cam back, and they knew that they couldn't uh, get it done with Jared Stidham. That would have been That would have been even worse. So who knows? <laughs> but yeah, that the the biggest thing to me is the fact that Tampa Bay Buccaneers were able to keep Shaq Barrett, so their pass rush is still intact, and I think they're bringing back JPP too, right? Yeah, I think so. I think I they think, were, they're trying to bring him back. So I think only, so. Yeah, I mean they were able to keep they were able to keep pretty much everybody. Their entire core. Yeah. It's got to come back. Chris Godwin's back. Gronk's the back. Part to me is the Barrett's pass rush back. because everybody doesn't remember yeah. like. Brady had all these weapons, but the defense is what 
they just tore up that offensive line. Yeah, he, uh, Barrett broke a record for the number of pressures in a in in, in like in a two game span. Was the um, NFC Championship game and the Super Bowl? Like he had like fifteen pressures or something like that. So he broke a record for that. Exactly. They just need yeah. to not have Tom Brady play as bad as he did in the second half against Green Bay when he tried to give the game away with three picks. Yeah. If he doesn't do that next year, this guy could be going back to the Super Bowl at forty five years old for an eighth one. Yeah, but I think, I think Tom Brady knew that because he, I heard that he, he actually restructured his contract again. Yeah, he so restructured his deal. So he could lower it down and bring everybody back. Mm-hmm. Of but course. Tom Brady don't need no money. Tom Brady so does not need money. Still. Tom Brady doesn't need money, period. He doesn't need any money. Okay? He just <laughs> wants rings. He's good. He just wants to keep collecting hardware. But I do think that one thing that really helped is Drew Brees retiring because now there's no way that they don't win that division. Yeah. Well, that's a dull opening right there. Unless they can trade for somebody there to get there, they can see the Saints fall down. Come on, Jameis, man. And the only thing that helps Chicago is now you know Detroit's (laughs) going to be rebuilding, and then Minnesota's going to be rebuilding because who's Minnesota's quarterback? So all we have to do is not be awful as as a Bears fan. If you can just win nine to ten games, you're going because no one got any better in the NFC East. No one made any moves to – I don't even Wait. know who Washington's quarterback is. Wait, Minnesota um, doesn't have a quarterback no more? I thought they, they still, still have, have – what's his, what's his name? Yeah, Cousins. You heard what I said. Yeah. <laughs> you heard what I said. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to the Vikings fans. You heard what I said. There's wow. There's no Trubisky being bad. Meanwhile, you paid Kirk Cousins $85 million to do what? To win a playoff game? Okay, so to our boy Hanif out there, you heard what Ace just said there. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, he hates his quarterback anyway. It's fine. I don't know know any Minnesota fan who's like, you know what? I really think Cousins is going to put it together this year. Really? This year? This year is it? Four years in? Okay. Now, would y'all be upset if Sam Donald get traded there? Not at all. To where? To Minnesota? Minnesota, yeah. Because they don't have digs anymore. They also haven't had much much success in the offensive line um, for the last couple of years. They've had problems there. Look, Minnesota's going to be as good as as good as Dalvin Cook takes them. He's <laughs> if Dalvin Cook can't can't you know be fantastic for sixteen games, Minnesota's probably not going to do much of anything. Exactly. Exactly. And I will say this for Mitchell Trubisky: I'm glad he's going to Buffalo, so he'll actually get a chance to go to the playoffs. And if Josh Allen gets hurt, he'll be able to play. But he no, knows, he knows whose team notes. it is. He knows whose team it is. And he'll be able to practice and, you know, be on the team that they're not going to have to worry about him. Mitch will be taking notes and say, this is how to be a quarterback. He's good. <laughs> and, the, and the whole Deshaun Watson thing is kind of interesting because they lost Will Fuller. So the Texans aren't even getting any better. Aside Do you think he's actually going to play this season? Um, if he wants to see any of his money, I think he will. No, I mean, not even from that. I'm just talking about from that. Um, those two is two allegations now. Oh, three, two or three allegations gonna, now. Yeah. It, well, those are all civil charges, but I think they're going to end up having to suspend him. And I don't, I don't know enough even to speak on that. But if any of that, I didn't even know that was going on. Apparently, this had been apparently known like in the news for a while, and I was kind of shocked. Yeah. But, um. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if the NFL may have to suspend him, and it's going to be six games. Or they may have to look deeper into it, but the NFL is already investigating that. But he already said he was never going to play for the Texans again. And it's kind of interesting because they have no reason to let him go. Because if somebody signs, can sign a big deal like that and just get traded, like aside from the legal stuff he has to deal with, everybody's going to start doing that now. 
And he, well, I, I think it's interesting though that they here in the NBA, people go yeah. James Harden's left and right. But I think I think it is interesting that they that they did sign Tyrod Taylor, who you know is nobody's backup. Right? He's not. Play. But he's nobody's. What I'm saying is he's nobody's backup in a sense that you know they are, are they calling Deshaun Watson's bluff, you know, or are they actually assuming that he's not going to play for them and they're just going to hold him? They're just going to hold him because Tyrod, because to, to, to me Tyrod's not the type of guy to to join a team and not have any inroads into a starting opportunity. I'm um, surprised the Bears didn't get Tyrod Taylor. That's kind of yeah. bothers me because, but then again, they don't really like running quarterbacks because if they did, they could have, they could have used Trubisky better the past two seasons. Right. Right. I just, I, I just, I just think Tyrod, Tyrod, Tyrod's at, at, a, at a point in his career where he doesn't have to take a, you know, a Mitchell Trubisky, you know, for lack of a better, we were just talking about him, a Mitchell Trubisky type of role where he has to just go and sit behind, you know, a, a proven starter. He doesn't have to do that. He could, there were opportunities out there for him to take uh, okay. different jobs where, you know, the opportunity was going to present itself for him to be the starter. So the fact that the fact that he signed in Houston to me was telling, because it, it feels like either one Deshaun Watson is, they're preparing for him to hold out. They're preparing for him to hold out or they're preparing to trade him. You know, they're preparing to get to get what they can for him. I mean, uh, maybe, maybe, you know, at the draft or something like that. So I would be, I'm, I'm interested to see where this one goes. Who, who's mm-hmm. supposedly interested? Because it was Chicago. And I already the Jets were the interested. Right, the Jets, the Dolphins. The Jets were definitely interested in trading with him. The Dolphins were interested in the trading with him. The Dolphins were too. interested in getting mm-hmm. to Tua after the season mm-hmm. he had? Yep. Yep, he was yep. going to be part of the trade package. Wow. Yeah. That's kind of yeah. surprising. Yeah, Good. so, you know. I think they're I think they're preparing themselves for whatever whatever um, may come of this Deshaun Watson situation and and you know, signing signing uh, Tyrod Taylor, you know, to me puts them in a situation where they're prepared. I think they're going to be prepared to start the season with him. Um, I, I really think Tyrod Taylor is going to be there too because it could have been a preemptive strike because the thing is that they I don't know if I heard this in the news that the lawyer that's supposed to be suing. Um, Deshaun is, you know, the lawyer that's supposed to be representing him is supposed is basically the owner is in the same neighborhood, lives in the same neighborhood as the owner type of thing. Wait, the Texans? So yeah, the Texas owner. These lawsuits are motivated by them trying to get him to stay. In, no, no, stay with the team. No, the thing is that I think that the this lawsuit might have been out there was going to be out there a long time ago. That the Texans have maybe already knew about this, oh. and this is them jumping ahead of time getting themselves set up. I wouldn't be surprised if you see Tyrod starting for the Texans for the rest, if, just because of this situation. They already knew it in advance. I wouldn't yeah, be that, surprised. That, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's like, he, I, I, I would not be surprised if Tyrod got some assurances that you're going to have every opportunity to be the starting quarterback for the Houston Texans in right. 2021. I could see it. Yeah, yeah, I could see him, I could see him playing next season. Listen, um, if a team offers them three first-round picks – they probably want more, but like three first round picks for a team that's going to trade you their quarterback. I don't think they make get that much now. I think they will. It makes more sense getting that from Miami or especially getting it from the Jets because, no disrespect, both of those teams haven't been very great the past couple of seasons. Although the Jets can literally go like, we got the number two, and then just say, we got we can give you another number one and a we'll quite two and call it a day. But we'll give you Darnold, the number two pick. And we'll give you next year's first and second round, and it'd be kind of crazy to turn that down. Oh, yeah, at a certain Donald. point, you have to think about it. Yeah, I mean, if, if they wanted to, they could flip Donald. 
That's mm-hmm. the other thing is they can take Donald in the trade and flip him back to somebody else. Yeah. And he never plays it down for the for the Texans. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Oh, we'll see. Before we switch topics, I wanted to know y'all guys take on Washington getting um Fitzmagic. Cause that's because him being on Washington, you know him being on any team, basically is like a gambler's dream. Well, I, I told you this. I told you this, you know, when you guys posted this on Facebook. Is I'm convinced that Ryan Fitzpatrick wants to play for every NFL team. I'm 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 completely convinced. That man has you know, for, this is for 19, correct? His, this is like 19. his, yeah. His jersey room is filled of his own jerseys. Like this, is of his own jerseys from different, from a bunch of different teams. Like that's, just, that's awesome. I what think Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's been in the league since how long? Since like 2006? Oh, that is a really good question. I think he's. I don't even know how old he is. He just seems ageless. He's, he's 38. He's, he's 38. 38. That's yeah, all? he's 38 years old. Um, Let's see. Now, if you'd have told me New Orleans had signed him, I'd be like, wow. He's been in the league since 2005. He started out in 2005 in St. Louis. He's been on St. Louis. He's been on St. Louis, Cincinnati. So he was in St. Louis Louis when they were the Rams. Yes, he was on the St. Louis Rams. (laughs) (laughs) He's in a Cincinnati, Buffalo, Mm. Tennessee, Houston, the Jets, Tampa Bay, and now Miami. Did he also Um, play for the Oakland Miami and now... Huh? <laughs> Play for the <laughs> Oakland Raiders? No. <laughs> San Diego well, Chargers, perhaps? Any teams that have also moved cities? <laughs> well, look, I mean, the reality of the situation is the man has been, he's bounced around the league in a bunch of different locations. Wherever he's gone, he's been moderately successful. Um, yeah. You know I who mean, he is? He's the Trevor Ariza of the uh, NFL. I mean, he's and, been in the league for like over a decade, and he's been on like, this guy's on like eight teams every year. He pops up, he gets traded because the reason is now in the heat. Not to it's moving to our next subject, but like he's always on somebody's team. Yes, yeah. and and worth something to somebody. And I mean, and and to, and to honestly think about it is like for a guy who's probably just just kind of closing out with Fitzpatrick, for a guy who's probably, you know, towards the back end in terms of talent level. Well, not just not just age. I mean, as far as like being a talented quarterback, this guy's going to finish his career with over thirty-five thousand passing yards. He's probably <laughs> going to finish with somewhere somewhere in the north. He's right yeah, now. He's that's at two more of the error, and also he's gotten to start like what, like right? But that's what I mean. Sixty or seventy Th- games. That's what I mean. 100. That this is so. This was the thing I used to always tell people: right there, yeah. if, if if Ryan Fitzpatrick is signed to your team, your starter better look out because he's going to get hurt. <laughs> because Ryan Fitzpatrick knows what's going to happen. Your starter is going to go down. Every team he... he There's a cycle. There's a meme on that. There's actually a meme on that. Yeah, I mean, he, he, is, he, is, he is a black cat for your, for your organization. <laughs> and so the good thing is he's going to a team in Washington that doesn't have a quarterback. So this doesn't mm-hmm. happen, yeah, happen got Tyler to them. <laughs> it doesn't have to happen to them at all. They, they, they purposely got rid of Alex Smith because they knew they were signing Ryan Fitzpatrick, and they did that for Alex Smith's self, safety. Because they knew by signing oh, Ryan Fitzpatrick that Alex Smith was in danger of, of, of something. And Alex Smith what? has already been through enough. So That's another guess, thing that bothers me. The Bears could have got Alex Smith instead of Andy Dalton. He's better Alex, than him. Alex Smith is I did I don't know, Alex Smith just wants to play. He's not retiring yet. He didn't decide the, yet. That's what I'm saying. The Bears could have got Alex Smith. But the only reason I really brought up um Fitzpatrick when it comes to gambling sense, because there's mm. gonna be that that instance where it's gonna be like maybe four or five weeks. Getting like Seven and a half or six and a right. half, and right? And, and he's just gonna be tearing it up, destroying the, the boys. <laughs> and, they, and the team hits the over out of nowhere mm-hmm. against the uh Dallas when Dak's playing hot, and all of a sudden it's a 55 56 
game with five touchdowns apiece on each side. All I say just when, when the season starts, just remember when we brung this up because we go. I'm gonna be picking like crazy on with this guy. I One can't wait. Time. It's gonna be great times. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but seriously, Brian Fitzpatrick is like he's like Trevor Ariza, except Ariza <laughs> has a ring with the Lakers from like 2010, mind you. Meanwhile, Ryan Fitzpatrick has never won a Super Bowl, but I, I didn't even realize he'd been in the league that long. I thought it was like 06 or 07. And he's from Harvard. He's from a non-football school. This guy signed a big contract with the Bills like a decade ago when oh, he yeah, was supposed to be their one. starter of the future. Then he was trying to get paid by the Jets because he almost got to the playoffs. No, he got paid by the Bills, though. They, they, yeah. the Bills, he raked the Bills of cash out of all the teams. He got a lot of money from them, but he earned it. He was getting paid. He was getting paid pretty big money. And now this guy's just turned this into a a, a nice 15-year career. He's turned into uh, – who's that quarterback who came out of retirement just to be like a third stringer last year? He used to be on Philly. He's uh, on uh, Josh McCown. Josh McCown. He's, he's turning into the – yeah. He's, he's, he's like Josh McCown. He's like, hey, listen, they're going to keep paying me. I'm going to keep showing up. <laughs> keep cashing well, that's, I, Yeah, that's what I mean. Ryan Fitzpatrick Ryan – Fitzpatrick, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick, when, when he's getting ready to sign with your team, that's why I say look out for your starter because he's clearly he's, – he's talked to a doctor and he knows that your starter has a bad knee and he's getting ready to go down. He's like, around week four, I'm going to get a chance to play. Like, he, <laughs> like he, he's fully aware of what's, get, what's getting ready to happen. He knows it before you do. Trust that's me. Why, Ryan that's why Fitzpatrick I would have felt goes. better had he signed with um, the Green Bay Packers. Yes. Yeah, he, yeah, he I, 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 always, I, I always the... want I always want him to sign with teams that I hate. Like – he ruins those quarterbacks' careers. You notice that too. The quarterbacks that he replaced, he no. they, their careers are ruined. He didn't Look at Tua. He's about to be traded. He might be traded. No, that's because they believe more in Sean Watson than they do uh, Tua Tagovailoa. Tua Tagovailoa played great. I got to yeah, be honest. I wouldn't be surprised if he still gets replaced. He played. He played as well as I thought he could, and he really did his thing last year, especially with the level of talent that he had. He played much better than I thought he was going to play. If the Dolphins can get the best. The second best quarterback in this next draft coming up, they, I guarantee they get him. If the oh, Jets yeah. pass up, it makes sense. It makes sense to do that. But moving on to our next subject, we're going to be talking about NBA free agency, which the NBA NBA free agency, NBA trade deadline, which the big uh, topics are. NBA trade deadline is going to be happening. Was it next Wednesday, the twenty fifth? March twenty yeah, fifth. Yeah, next week. Oh, no, next Thursday. Thursday. So next Thursday at noon is the NBA trade deadline. They're already talking about Victor Oladipo. Um, he turned down a two-year, was it, max extension that he could have signed with uh, Houston so they could have had a little bit more control over where he was going to go or if he was going to move. He turned down a two-year $46.5 million extension or $45 million extension, which is kind of crazy because I would have locked in some money. But especially considering that a lot of people know that the NBA salary cap is probably not going to be going up too much next year even though they uh, made sure to get as many games in as possible and they got the Christmas Day games in, which helped them out. But uh, it looks like a lot of teams are trying to trade for Oladipo. Um, Not that Indiana's trying to get him back, but the Lakers were trying to sign him. The Warriors were trying to sign him. The Knicks are interested in him. And he definitely is not trying to stay with the – and the Heat were also trying to get him as well. It doesn't appear that the – he's trying to stay in Houston – for any more than he wants to be there. And the other big one to me is whether or not there's going to be a buyout for Andre Drummond and when that's going to happen. And also the Heat are trying to get Spencer Dinwiddie. 
because they see him as another piece and they see Brooklyn willing to move on for him for another big. Well, so maybe Dinwiddie's possibly. not going to play. Well, he's got an ACL. It's a rumor that he may be able to come back. So they're thinking about that for the future, which is kind of crazy, but mm. I don't know. And also the move of, uh, was it whether or not the Lakers are going to be able to sign another big man because they're not really happy with Mark Gasson. So DeMarcus Cousins is still out there. Andre Drummond is still out there. And, you know, the Nets are always trying to add people. So with Blake Griffin moving over there, they're trying to ramp him up to getting ready back to be playing because he's been sitting out for about six weeks or so, about a month. And P.J. Tucker just ended up moving over to the, was it, to the Bucks. And Aaron Gordon is also possible to get traded after he played his first game tonight. And they lost to our Knicks, which I'm pretty happy about. So Evan Fournier, um, Terrence Ross, and also Aaron Gordon are looking to be traded possibly, which is kind of a big deal because the Magic were actually in the playoffs last year in the past two seasons, and they're looking to blow up that team because they're kind of towards the middle of the bottom. So they realize they really got to stay at the bottom and get a top draft pick. And what some say is going to be a loaded draft, but I'm not believing it just yet. I don't know. And John Collins for the Atlanta Hawks is also looking at, they're looking to move on from him, which is kind of surprising because he's been helping them out this year when uh, Clint Capella hasn't been able to go. Malik, were there any other, were there any other people that you wanted to talk about? Um, not really. I mean, the, 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 I think the the, the, on Toronto, right? Oh yeah, well, well, Kyle Lowry has been been floated out there on a lot of uh, a lot of different trade markets. But but before I go, Evan Fournier, you were talking about Evan Fournier and the Orlando Magic. He just they mm-hmm. just they just finished playing the Knicks and they, and they just lost. Thank God. I mean, um, yeah. But the, but but Evan Fournier. I always say Evan Fournier reminds me every time every time I hear his name, I always go who he's he's one of those good players that I never remember is actually in the NBA. Like he's 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 one of those guys. Like, yeah. like he's really good. He's a good, talented player. When he's beating up on your team, you're like, "Who the hell is this guy? And why does he keep doing this?" Um, he's one of those guys. So, Evan, shout out to him though, because he's he's definitely you know a, a solid, quality player. And I uh, hope he lands somewhere good. Um, no, I think the the interesting thing to me is, um, you know, there was a lot of talk, especially early in the season, about Bradley Beal, about Zach yeah. Levine, about. Um, They're not going anywhere that these names that were, you know, high um, volume shooters and high, you know, high usage players on bad teams Mm -hmm. that, you know, there was apparently some major trade market out there for them to land on. And the reality situation is in order to do something like this, you know, you have to be a team that one, you know, has the ability to trade back you know, assets like draft picks and other young, young players. Also, because you if you're to gonna, match the salary in the NBA. Yeah, you got to match the salary. But if you're going to give up, you know, if, if a team like Washington's going to give up Bradley Beal, if a team like Chicago's going to give up Zach Levine, they're going to want a considerable amount of return, right? Um, and, they, and they have a plan in place. And so if you're that type of team that's really, you know, contending, do you really have enough to give up to get a guy like that? So I think, it's, I think this, this trade market, it's, while it's got the big names, you know, kind of floating around at the top, I think you're right. I think that the trade market itself is probably going to be a lot of names that were, you know, kind of there in the middle, um, yeah. where the biggest name probably becomes Oladipo. But Oladipo's been traded now, what, four times in his career? Um, three or four times in his career. Um, he was traded from Orlando to OKC, from OKC to Indiana, and from Indiana now to Houston. Um, so, you know, it's... But OKC you know, was Ola, loving Ola, that when they got Paul George out of it. Yeah, I mean, Victor Oladipo being traded is not a... It's, that's, 
that's that's not a big deal. You know, that's like, you know, that that's like that's Robert not like Horry a, being on a new team every other year. Yeah, I mean, it's Ryan Fitzpatrick signing with a new team. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, like, like that's that's what you, that's what you see. So, so yeah, I, I think that. I mean, I want to hear hear a big name go. I want to hear if you know hear a a, a big type trade happen like that a, really a, shakes up the Gordon NBA. I mean, even bigger than that. I, I I want to hear like a you know. Well, Victor Oladipo has been a two time All Star, so that's why they keep mentioning him. Because oh no, he's a he's a average level player. He's a solid player. He's a he's a he's a injury. He's a very good player, but he's always been deemed for whatever for one reason or another. He's always been deemed expendable. Um. And, and able to be moved for something a little bit better, you know, something a little bit more attractive. Um, you know, obviously Indiana moves him, you know, partly because of the contract situation, but because they also believe that Spencer, um, not Spencer, uh, Karis Levert is a better option. Um, you know, obviously Houston wants to move him, um, but Houston tries to try to sign him, but they want to move him now. Um, but OKC moves him because Paul George is, you know, the, the the fancier, shinier toy. You know what I mean? Like that's, this is what winds up. Oladipo is one of those guys that's just a really good player that just doesn't, maybe just doesn't have the, he hasn't found his landing place yet where the team is as in love with him as, um, as he is with himself, I guess, <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, so, so I think it's just an interesting trade market because, like I said, a lot of names have been floating around there. I just don't see a lot of teams, you know, really digging in. And the, the other fact is, you know, our Knicks are being being said to be buyers in this market. And I don't yeah. really know why, because I don't think. Well, the thing is this. Go ahead. Okay, so we were talking on the, yeah. on the group chat, right? And I think we keep mentioning that the Knicks need to get good enough. Basically, it's all about free agents choosing right. where they want to go. And for some reason, the Nets got good enough that all of a sudden Kevin Durant and Kyrie were like, yo, let's right. go play in Brooklyn. Now, had the Knicks been building to a team that those two guys would have chose, okay, so they got RJ, they got, you know, uh, Neil Aquina, so they don't have a solid point guard. If we both go there, then that becomes a team in the East and we can go win because Boston lost their um, lost their collection of stars and all their picks and they have their team that they're going forward with. They don't really have a center anymore because they got rid of Al Horford. Um, there's talk of them trading back for Al Horford because he wants to get yep. to OKC and go play for right. a contender like he does last year with, with uh, Philadelphia, who ended up trading him. And then there's also Andre Drummond, who got traded from Detroit when they decided to, like, we're going to tear this down and rebuild it. So he ended up on Cleveland, and Cleveland's like, let's just try to get as many stars as we can so that we could try to make this work. We got him, we got Kevin Love, let's right. see what we can do. And they seem to just be terrible, even with Garland and um, Colin Sexton playing much better. So he's out of there. DeMarcus Cousin got bought out in in Houston, which kind of doesn't make any sense because I don't know if it was he who went to the team or if the team was like, let's just move on to, you know, to um, let's just move on to Christian Woods. So all teams that are trying to get younger, it, I get it, but I don't get it because – is Christian Woods really going to build towards your future? It's going to be Christian Woods and John Wall and Oladipo? Or you just collected these assets because we just need to have people watch these games as much as we can because we know James Harden wants out, so we got to get right. something. So you have to make your team good enough that a free agent wants to come and sign there. So that's what the Knicks are trying to do. So if you sign Drummond and you sign all these other players, the young players that you end up keeping, that says to a free agent next season, well, the Knicks can give me a max deal. I can go play with RJ. I can go be the, be this star, 
and they can bring in a two guard or they can bring in a point guard and it can work. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not disagreeing with that. I, I think it speaks to the, um, you know, the quick build, uh, the quick contention um, model that um, I think even when, when he first signed, I, I was talking about, you know, Tom Thibodeau as a coach. You know, he's not one to, to go through a six-year rebuild. I think that guy would have a heart attack if he tried to do that um, just because of, just because of how hard he coaches, just because, just because of, just because of the way that he coaches, like he's so passionate. He's so crazy about, about, you know, the game and about, about, you know, coaching the game is like for him to go through, uh, you know, 30 loss, you know, 30, 40 loss seasons. Like, I think that would, I think that would kill him. <laughs> Honestly, he needs his team to be in contention for him, you know, I guess for his, his adrenaline levels to be as high as they are. Like the dude needs endorphins. He can't, he can't, you, you can't be throwing him through that. You go into a deep depression. Um, and so I, I feel like this, this, does, this does track with the fast track approach, but that hasn't always worked for the Knicks, you know? Um, you know, first and foremost, you know, it, and, and again, it goes against the, the theory or the concept of, you know, you draft these young talents, you build through the draft, you know, grow your, grow your farm, um, and then, you know, allow it to allow it to blossom into something great. You know, um, you, you talked about the Nets and what they did to get Kyrie and KD and all those things. I mean, it was built on the back of, you know, them drafting, you know, um, Spencer Dinwiddie, yeah. you know, Karis LeVert, um, uh, Jared Allen, um, you know, all these guys that, you know, maybe we didn't know, but they came together and, and played well and, you know, became something that was, you know, better than, you know, the, the, what the whole was better than the sum of its parts, you know? So it was just like, you know, they became a team that people wanted to, wanted to join. And if the Knicks want to do that, they, they, they can, but they're going to do that at the expense of their salary cap. They're going to do that. They're likely going to do that at the expense of some of their draft picks. And they may be doing that at the expense of some of their young talent that's on the team already. And wow. um, if you can make the playoffs with the current team that yeah. you have, why spend money to bring in a guy like Drummond? Why spend money to, well, why spend, you know, cap space to bring in a guy like cap space or, you know, oh, young talent to bring in a guy like Oladipo via trade. I say because Oladipo may be part of your long-term plan. Or right. Your next three-year plan. Which is, but if they bring in Andre Drummond, it's going to be for the rest of this season. Right. Which is why I say, which is why I say, if you're the Knicks, just hold, just hold firm, hold firm, ride it out with this team this year. You already had a really great season by all, by all, by all metrics and measures. If you make the playoffs great, if you don't, it's okay. Um, you'll get a, you'll get a, you know, pretty good pick this, you get a pretty good pick in this year's draft. Um, and then if you really want Oladipo, you can sign him in the off season, you know, pay him, pay him a boatload of money and sign him in the off season. You won't need to make any moves or trade for him. So I, no, I, I think, I, I think it's just interesting that, that there's going to be these teams that are like kind of on that precipice, you know, um, well, there's Portland who's trying deals. to get everybody back healthy. There's the heat who are looking to improve, which the most gangster move that they made to me is the fact that they traded Myers Leonard to OKC and OKC is like, Oh no, he's not really going to be part of our franchise. We got him so we could, get a trade exception so he has to waive his bird rights so that we can move him again to move somebody else yeah well so they just acquired a guy that they never have any intention of playing well yeah you, you know, knew myers leonard was gonna get traded after after that whole racist well, thing he did i knew that was gonna happen but i didn't I, i'm I, I was i'm not shocked that it happened i'm shocked that it happens well actually i'm not shocked that it happened not even that it happened quickly but it just seemed like such a gangster move by pat riley to do that to trade him to a team that didn't even want him I thought mm-hmm. somebody would want him to play, but then again, he had shoulder surgery, so he was out for the rest of the year anyway. So how useful was he going to be? Yeah. 
But then there's all the talk of Lonzo winning out of New Orleans and the Knicks trying to make that move. But also, interestingly enough, um, the Lakers trying to bring him back. So they need another um, – they want another defensive guard. But the Lakers are really looking more for a big man. So it's the idea that they could actually get Cousins back or they could get Drummond, which would really help if Anthony, when Anthony Davis comes back. Because yep. they're really trying to save him as much as possible for – I think he's expected to come back in April so at some point. And then the Knicks really need Mitchell uh, Robinson to come back. Yeah. Noel Snowell is just not, just not as good. He's not as good, but he was never intended to be. He was never intended to play this role. No. And Taj Gibson was never intended to get these many minutes. Taj Gibson be, should be sitting on the couch next to me watching the games. Uh, I don't know about all that. He should be sitting on the couch <laughs> next to me watching basketball games. Well, I, mean, he, he's from I didn't say he's bad. I didn't say he's bad. I say he's done. There's a difference between being bad and done. He should be sitting down watching gotcha. the game like everybody else. Well, as he listens to this podcast, he will be looking you up on Twitter. So That's perfectly fine. That. You know where to find me, Tosh. <laughs> I ain't going nowhere. I'm in Harlem. I'm in Harlem. I ain't going nowhere yet. All right. And who, were there any players that you uh, heard of them talking about recently? No, yeah. Basically, he's quite grown up almost everything there. But one thing I, I like Aldridge, about the right. Huh? Marcus Aldridge out of San Antonio. No, year. I'm not even going to bother talking about that. <laughs> uh-huh. but, um, <laughs> no, what I was going to say is that I'm, I'm liking what the Knicks are doing right now, and I've been hoping that they stick with the, um, with the core that they have and don't really make that much moves. Well, maybe one or two, but not too much to shake up and sh- really shake up the core that they have. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't, Corey, y'all mostly brung up everything that that needs to be brung up. I just want to see the Knicks make the playoffs. That's all I really care about. Well, what's so crazy in the East is that the teams that are the teams that are top four are kind of separating themselves right now. So it's clear that the Nets and the the two best teams in the East are the Nets and the Sixers. Um, the only reason why the Sixers had you know went through that little dry spell is because they had to sit out to do the safety protocols of the contact tracing, and then Derrick Rose is still sitting out for the Knicks, so they need him to come back because they're basically down to no point guards right now. And then there's a lot of teams that are losing and they're just realizing we might as well scrap it for the rest of this year, try to get some more picks, go into this draft and draft some young players and figure it out. That's why it's looking like New Orleans is trying to move over from Lonzo because they have two guards they drafted in the first rounds past couple of seasons that they want to get some more playing time to see what they can do. And if Lonzo's not going to be their future, well, then we got to move on from him and get someone else in here. So that's just what it is. So the Knicks are just trying to, you know, if we're going to make the playoffs, we might as well make it in the top five or six and not get into this play-in situation where we make it but not really make it. You know what I mean? So I get why they want to trade for a better big or someone who can help make them push even if it's just a rental for the rest of the season. Because I'd be more than happy to let New Orleans go somewhere and get Andre Drummond for the next 35 games. Or, or even well, just for me, I just don't feel the, the, um, the rental thing because it looks like we've been trying to do the rental thing since 2000. It always it always goes back and forth on that. I don't really, you know, I'm not really sure about that. I, I hear you on that. It's just like we're resetting the clock and starting all over again. No, I, I hear you on that. I hear you on that. All right, moving on. We are going to be making our picks. We got ten games on Friday coming up. And Malik, let's start What's with up? you on the very first game. We got the Celtics hosting the Kings. The spread is seven points. Celtics and the Kings. I actually cannot wait for this game. And the reason why I can't wait, the, the reason why I can't wait for this game um, is because 
Have you guys seen De- I mean, De'Aaron Fox is a really, really fun player to watch. Yeah. He really is a fun player to watch, watch play basketball. And I'm convinced that Jason Tatum is the next coming of whatever, you know, unstoppable offensive force is going to be. The sad thing is he plays in Boston. I just wish he was somewhere else. Um, but, you know, I, I, I am interested in seeing this, seeing this game. I think that this is – it's, it's going to be, a, 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 you know, obviously an up-and-down matchup. Um, I'm actually going to pick – I'm actually going to pick the Kings here to cover. Uh, I think the Celtics win the game, but I think the Kings keep it close enough to cover. So I'm gonna take the Kings. Okay. Uh, give me, give me the seven points um, to cover to cover here against the Celtics. The other thing about the Celtics is, you know, the, the last few years they've been known as a defensive team. Um, they haven't been the best defensive team this year. Um, they no. haven't been, you know, they've kind of been in the middle of the pack, and part of the reason is because they don't they don't defend they don't have you know um, <clears throat> rim protection the way that they've had in the past. You know, with guys like Horford and um, you know, and, and and Garnett you know, all the way back, all the way way back when, you know, they don't have that rim protection at the at the at the at the basket anymore, and the switchable wings that they do have are expending so much of themselves on offense, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, that they don't also have the opportunity to um, to defend as well uh, in in that on that in that end of the floor, and as much as I love him, Kemba Walker is just not a great defensive player. So, I feel like the Kings can keep it close. Um, Marvin Bagley. Um, Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heald, and um, and uh, the aforementioned uh, De'Aaron Fox. Um, yeah, they, they have some good offensive talent, and they can they can make make some noise here. So give me the Kings, and uh, I'll take the seven points. All right, and well, well, Malik made a good argument, and I might go that way. I'm actually just going to go the opposite way, just for the fun of it. I'm just going to take the Celtics on this one, and give me the Celtics. You know. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Celtics and the under in this one here. Let's see, quite. I, I really, I just want to go against Malik. That's all I feel like. So I'm just gonna win that just by going against him. Bring it on, man! <laughs> Bring it on. I think, gotta make some I controversy. Think the fact that um, Tatum is gonna outplay the Tatum is gonna outplay the um, Tatum is gonna outplay Harrison Barnes, who is kind of mm-hmm. the veteran presence on the Kings, which is kind of crazy to say because I think he's been in the league since like 2013. So it's like an eight or nine year veteran, maybe 2012. And Tatum's going to outplay him. Um, Kemba Walker is going to be playing in this game. And they got Marcus Smart back. So I don't think, I don't think De'Aaron Fox is going to tear up the Celtics as much as they think. Rashawn Holmes might become a problem for them. But they do have – Tristan Thompson is oddly playing pretty well for them, even though he missed the last game. They actually could have needed him. They got Robert Williams and they got Daniel Tice. So their bigs are doing okay. The Celtics used to – could – look to add another one and but I could see the Celtics being able to cover this game at home they're going to be at home they lost the last game on the road so I see them winning this one so I'm going with the Celtics by yeah I think the Celtics win this one by 10 easy next oh, game, that aces on my side oh yeah oh yeah next game we got coming up we got the Spurs going to Cleveland and the Spurs are still the favorite by three and a half I have I'm just going to toss out I'm going to take my Spurs but I want to hear what y'all got to say I'm taking my Spurs Oh, I'm taking the Cavs. Spurs is my second team since I'm in San Antonio, so I'm taking my Spurs. I got to take the Cavs on this one. Simple is um, DeMar DeRozan is going to play. His pops passed away earlier in the week. He went home for the funeral, and he hasn't rejoined the team, and they said he wasn't going to play on Friday. So without DeRozan, the Spurs ain't winning. It's not so much that I don't like them, but um, they just don't have enough. DeJounte Murray ain't going to do enough. Colin Sexton and Darius Garland are scoring a bunch. 
and everybody forgets the Spurs have no big men, and they still got Jared Allen on the Cavs. So Jared Allen's going to have like a twenty or thirty point game. So in daily fantasy, pick up Jared Allen tomorrow. He's going to crush the Spurs. I don't know, man. Cavs the Spurs going to come to. I don't know, Ace. I really feel that the Spurs are going to come together as a team. Oh, they won't. You know, and make that Aaron. make that impossible win. Not without Demar. Demar is that team. Take Let's see what happens. I'm going against you on this one. I'm taking the Spurs. All right, Malik. Um, home dogs. I'll go with the Cavs. Um, let me just give me the three and a half points. Um, I, but I would not be would not be surprised if one 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 iota if Greg Popovich found figured figured out a way to, you know, completely ruin my Friday and 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 smoke the smoke the Cavs in their own building. So. Would not be surprised pop, if, if Dejounte Murray. I wouldn't be surprised if Dejounte Murray gets thirty-five to you know tomorrow night easily. Yeah. I actually think that could happen. They could still lose, but you know, I think I think that's uh, completely a possibility. Man. Spurs are also that team where you know some some member of the team beats you, and you have no idea who the hell this guy is. Like Brent Forbes comes. In where did this guy come from? Exactly. Exactly. Where did this guy come from? Why is he in the crazy. NBA? What? What's going on? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's just one of those. Who the hell is this guy? Who's number 27? I have no idea who that guy is. Like, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I hear you. All right. Um, next game, we got it. We got the Rockets and the Pistons. This is going to be a battle to the bottom. Uh, Gosh. Yeah, I know. No one's looking forward to seeing this on NBA <laughs> yeah, TV. Next game, and the next game is going to be? Just on the strength of um, that dude who got traded from the Cavaliers who's been crushing it. I can't even remember his name right now, but it's kind of amazing how well he's been playing on the Rockets. Both of these teams have 11 wins. So somebody, unfortunately, has to win this game because it seems like they're playing for the first overall pick is what it seems like. <laughs> so because uh, the Rockets have a few better players, and I think Oladipo is actually going to play in this game because they're still trying to show people, hey, he can play. He's got a game. And John Wall, oh, Kevin Porter Jr. That's who it is. He has been crushing yeah. it. So And Eric Gordon, I think, is shut down. So they're trying to trade him, but that may not be possible with a salary. So they're totally ripping apart this team. But they still got John Wall. They still got a little depot. Christian Wood is actually healthy again. So that's why I'm picking the Rockets. Um, I can't name you one player from the Detroit Pistons now who's not um, – what's that dude's name? See, I can't even name him. There you go. <laughs> so, oh, Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant's best player on the team. The right Grant, but he's been crushing it. Yeah. So there we go. I'm taking the Rockets. That might, You know what? That's my lock of the week. That's my first lock of the week is the Rockets. Go ahead, Malik. Uh, I was actually going to say the same thing. Rockets announced my lock of the week. Rockets have lost 18 straight. They, they were 11 and 10 at one point. They were 11 and 10. This was an 11 and 10 team. Yes, this is an 11 and 10 team at one point, and they are now 11 and 28. They are. They have lost 18 straight games. This is a get right game. They've got to get this win because I don't know where the other wins are coming from, especially if they trade Oladipo. Um, they got to get this one. So I'll just take the Rockets on the get right against the Pistons and Dennis Smith Jr. Man, you know, don't forget Dennis Smith Jr. is on the Pistons right now. And I like, uh, yeah. I like to point out that these two teams are tied for the second worst record in the league behind whoever Minnesota, wins, behind Minnesota. So whoever wins this game is playing themselves out of the odds of the first overall pick. Yeah. Well, hey, yeah. Um, how many have plenty of opportunities to lose some more. So that's fine. What's up? Wait, how many games you said the Rockets lost in a row? 18. Whew. Damn, I can't find my, my lucky coin in this flip, but I'm just going to go against this thing. I'm going to take the Pistons in this one just for it. Let's make it 19 in a row. All right. This is just as good of a chance. Yeah, just for that. Just for that. Because, you know, I can't find my coin, so, you know, I'm just going to go against y'all. All right. Quick pick on this one. <laughs> the next game is the Heat at the Pacers. Um, 
I don't believe in the Pacers at all. Karis LeVert is coming back. Um, he's a good player, but he's just not good enough. I am going to take – oh, no, the Heat are at home. That's an easy one. I'm going to take the Heat. Bam Adebayo's back. The whole team is mostly healthy, and I'm taking the Heat. I think they're a better team. They only have to win this one by five. If the Pacers lose to the Lakers on the road, after playing a good game, I think they can lose to the Heat, who's just the better team in the situation. Heat's my second lock of the week. Go ahead, Malik. Um, yeah, I'll take the heat. I won't, I won't, I won't put them in as a lock, but I'll take the heat, uh, as well. Um, Jimmy Butler's back playing well, playing, playing some good basketball. And, you know, frankly speaking, this team with Jimmy Butler is just a much better team than they are without him. So, um, and, and that just speaks to speaks highly around who Jimmy Butler is as a player, but also what this team is when he is out there and how much more energy they play with, how just how better they play house, how much, you know, more enthusiastic and more, you know, complete they appear when he's out there. Um, and so, yeah, with him being there, uh, being healthy to me, there's no reason that they shouldn't beat the, they shouldn't beat the Pacers and four and a half is not enough points to give. So give me the heat. All right. Anthony. Well, I wanted to say for the previous game, I definitely have the Pistons as my lock of the week and I'm going to go with John this one. I'm not going to be dumb in this in this pick. I'm picking the Heat as well, and it's going to be also my lock of the week as well. I think we're going to do three, right? Yeah, we're doing three. Three each. We do okay. three. I've only done one so far. Yeah, so this is going to be my second lock of the week right here. I'm definitely going to go with John, especially looking at this little cheat sheet over here that says Ace on it, so I'm taking with, going with that one. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, on my next game, we got the Nets hosting. No, no, the Nets going to Orlando. And the Magic are home uh, underdogs getting eight points. But the Nets, the Magic are coming off a back-to-back. The Nets don't really have a big man to speak of. And that's all the Magic do have. And they also have a better power forward in Aaron Gordon. And they have a pretty good small forward in Terrence Ross. It's just how well can they play as a team against these Nets. The fact that the Knicks could challenge them as much as they did at home in Brooklyn says a lot. And them getting eight points at home with the Magic, I think they can cover this. I don't think they win, but I think they should be able to cover. I think Vucevic has another big game, and he just goes off like 30 or 35. And the, the Nets win, but they don't cover. So give me the magic on this one. And what do you got to say? Well, one thing I got to say is that I never bet anything on the magic. I don't really like them at all and never liked them since um, Penny Hardaway left. So I'm just going to stick to that philosophy. I, I know it's just deep in my heart and soul. I have to go with this. I'm going to go with the Nets, the, the, the New Jersey Nets. I mean, the Brooklyn Nets on this one. Yeah, New Jersey Nets. You said it right. Go ahead. Yeah, I have to say, I have to say it right. No, I, that's not that right. I'm talking about the Nets. Yeah, being the Brooklyn Nets, I, I had to correct myself on that one. I'm not going to go with you with this calling them by New Jersey Nets. That's kind of disrespectful, right there. But even more disrespectful, they got to play the play the Magic. So I'm going to go with the Nets on this one. All right, Malik. Yeah, I think that the thing that you you failed to say here the ma i just watched the magic play against the knicks and if they hadn't playing been playing the knicks they've been playing any team that was better than the knicks they would have gotten smoked they were down 16 to the knicks in the third quarter and the knicks let them come back and make that a game and let them let them get a lead and so uh, at the end this is the magic they stink they're horrible they're bad the nets are the nets have kyrie irving and james Thank harden you. and and look if the Nets, if the Nets know what the spread is, they will not let me down. They will spank <laughs> the Magic by just by 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 eight to twelve to fifteen points. They'll do it just because they can. Um, the Nets 
as much as I can, cannot stand watching them, they are a fun, fun group to watch because they score in freaking bunches. When you think that they're not going to, they, they can't pull something out. You know, when you, when you think that they, you know, when they, they'll, they'll just lax. They'll just be, they'll, they'll, they'll be lax for the entire game, Ace. They'll be lax. They'll keep it around five points. And then James Harden hits two threes. Kyrie does some kind of sick move. You know, Joe Harris hits, hits a couple of threes. And then you look up and they're up 15. Um, give me the Nets. This is this is likely going to be a a pretty pretty big slugfest. Yeah, the Magic just played. Down. The Magic just played. You know they're coming off a back to back as well. So give me the Nets. Maybe we're gonna beat down and the Nets gonna rest their starters in the in the fourth quarter. Watch. Okay. Um, all right. Moving on. We got the Jazz going going to. Oh no, the Toronto Raptors are playing Tampa, so they're going to Tampa to go play the Raptors. The Jazz just played tonight and they lost. To the Washington, Wizards. to the Washington Bullets, <laughs> uh, by wow, by nine in DC, which is kind of crazy. They lost to the Wiz. Fine, we'll, we'll say the proper name. We lost to the Wiz. The Raptors. Oh wow, gonna, finally being proper on this. The Raptors have to go. Well, the Raptors are playing at home in Florida, which is kind of weird because all those dinosaurs in uh, Tampa. And uh, I think the Jazz are going to win this one. They got to win by five, so I'm going to go with the Jazz. They're the best team in the West, and I think they should be able to beat the Raptors. I still think that um, what's his name is out there. Their power forward. Why am I forgetting this dude's name? You want Siakam? Siakam. Siakam is slow for them. And Kyle Lowry worrying about getting traded. I think it may affect his play, but I just think that Mike Conley and this team, they suffered a big game from, you know, Beal and Westbrook having a great game together. And Rui Hachimura just getting it together a little bit now for the, uh, for the Wizards. Sorry, I was got to call and said the bullets again for the Wizards. <laughs> and uh, I just think the Jazz are going to be able to overcome this. They just seem to be a better team overall. And they should be able to win this game. So I'm going to take the Jazz winning by six. Uh, Malik. Okay. Oh. Uh, yeah, give me the Jazz as well. Um, look, the reason why they lost – the reason why they lost this game against, uh, against Washington tonight is because – you know, not for for no other better reason than Russell Westbrook had a good game. Like Russell, if Russell Westbrook shows up like this every night, Washington's going to be a better team, right? <laughs> like yeah. Washington, you know, Russell Westbrook played, you know, played thirty eight minutes. He went twelve of twenty three. He actually shot over fifty percent for the from from the floor. He was two for five from three, um, nine of eleven from the free throw line. He was a plus ten per. I mean, thirty five points in the game. I mean, like like not for nothing. This is the type of game that you hope Russell Westbrook is capable of having on a regular basis. I mean, he also dished out thirteen assists, grabbed fifteen rebounds, like he had a triple double, thirty five points. Like 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 this is this is old. That was old Russell Westbrook. You lose to old Russell Westbrook. You oh, lose to that too. that that version of that player. If he can do that on multiple nights, you lose to him more more often than not. Um, even with Beal scoring 43 points. If, if Russell, Russell Westbrook doesn't do what he did against this team, the Jazz will win this game. Um, the Jazz are a really good team. Um, and aside from Donovan Mitchell, who is a phenomenal player, they get it from, you know, different players. Their bench is pretty good. Their bench is really good. They get it from different players every single night. Um, the ball movement with, with this team is, is impressive. I hate it because I've never liked the Jazz. I've, I I didn't like them stocked in the Malone days. I've never really just liked the team. They just they just they look boring to me. And it's Utah. Like, oh, Utah. Utah just doesn't excite me. I never wanted to go to Utah. It's never been a place that I've ever wanted to visit. <laughs> just skip over the whole state, right? When you yeah, fly, just, Utah's a flyover state. Shout out to Canyonlands yeah. National Park. 
Go ahead. Utah's a flyover state for me. Um, so Donovan Mitchell, you should want to get out, come to New York. It's, it's really nice here. Um, so, <laughs> but for, but for, for, you know, the one thing that they seem to be able to do pretty well there is play basketball. So I will give them the credit of saying that Utah should win this game. They are still, you know, one of the best teams in the, in the Western conference, uh, which is saying a lot because the Western conference is packed and um, they should come out and, and beat a Toronto team that's still trying to figure out who they are um, and finding themselves in Tampa Bay. So yeah. All Raptors right, on vacation. Man. Give the jazz, give the jazz the win. Well, you're saying basically that, you know, that's all they can do in, in Utah is just play basketball. What else are they going to do? They have nothing best to do over there. But, yeah, it's going to be a clean sweep. I'm going to take the Jazz as well. And as you talking about um, dinosaurs down in Florida, they, they, you, we all know that they're up in Toronto somewhere, up in the hills or somewhere, I don't know, it's, you know, behind a building somewhere. That's where, the, that's where the, um, the dinosaurs are at. But, anyway, give me the Jazz on this one. This is definitely a clean sweep, sweep over here. The um, Tampa, what is it, Tampa Bay there now? Yeah, they're Tampa. Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Raptors. Yeah, the Tampa Bay Raptors. That don't make no damn all sense. Now, Toronto Raptors, you know, because we know that there's dinosaurs over there. That makes more sense. But anyway, give me the Jazz on this one, because they—that's what they do in Utah: is play basketball and be Mormons and don't have you know polygamy or whatever like that. But I'm not gonna go that far. But anyway, one one wow. caveat, Ace. Yeah. One caveat: if Tom Brady attends this game, the Raptors are winning. If Tom Brady attends, if Tom game, Brady, if Tom Brady to attends this game, they will they will beat the Jazz. It's, I, just, I, it's just bound to happen. I don't even think. I don't know if he's going to make it. I don't know if he's going to be there. He might be busy. But if Tom Brady shows up, look out, Utah. Eating avocado ice cream, sitting in the crowd, watching Tampa Bay. Yeah. <laughs> watching Tampa Raptors. He's the okay. go- uh, He's the golden child. He's the golden child. Wherever he gotcha. goes. Things happen for the other for, for, for his for his squads. Good. So good to know. If, if, if wait, Tom wait, is there, who's Raptors number one fan? Who Drake? Yeah, yeah. So he's the he's gonna be the anti Drake, whatever, and bounce it off here. It's gonna be Drake versus Tom Brady. No, no. It's it's it has nothing to do with it has nothing to do with him being a fan of anything. He's in Tampa. If he shows up to your arena. But he just shows up and just shine his ring on, so they just want to win all of a sudden. He just needs to show up, and your team's gonna your team's gonna play better. I actually wish now that now that Tom Brady's in Tampa Bay, I just actually wish the Yankees played their entire season in Tampa Bay, because Tom <laughs> Brady is gonna shine his light on whatever's down there, and it's just gonna be it's just gonna be beautiful. That's that's it. It's just gonna be beautiful. Tom Brady Tom Brady signs with the signs with the Bucks, and before he's played a game with the Bucks, the Tampa Bay Rays are the best team in the in the, the best team, and they go to the World Series. Okay, <laughs> and the only reason they lose in the World Series is because they didn't get to play in Tampa Bay where Tom was. If they played any of those games in Tampa Bay where Tom was, they would have won the World Series. They were too far away from Tom's presence, oh, his aura. So, so Tom Brady's like the new Buddha. You Tom rub his Brady's stomach or something aura. like that. I just yeah, exactly. Okay. I just want to hug that man, and I feel <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to I'm going to gain ten years on my life. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. We now have the. Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, the Grizz hosting the <laughs> San Francisco Warriors, Golden State Warriors. The Grizz are getting are giving nine points to the Warriors because Steph Curry is not going to play because he has a bone bruise on his tailbone. He fell down hitting a three actually in a game, which is kind of well. I think it's funny that he bruised himself. Literally, there's my phone on his butt. Yeah, uh, they're giving them nine points. There's no way that the Grizzlies are that much better than the Warriors, even without Steph Curry. Everyone else is healthy. Um, Andrew Wiggins is actually somewhat putting a game together and also 
shout out to their small forward who used to be on the uh, who used to be on the Kelly Oubre is actually playing really really well for them. Whatever system Steve Kerr is running, he has him humming in that system. So I'm going to take the Warriors getting nine points. Everybody without, I don't think the Grizz really have it together to be able to beat them by more than a dozen, by more than ten points. This should be an easy win. This is going to be my lock of the week for the Warriors getting nine points. My last one, actually, you know what? I'm going to hold off on that. I think that's going to be my next game. Go ahead, Ant. Wait, you got the Grizzlies winning? I got the Warriors covering. Oh, okay, just making sure of that because uh, that's all I have a couple of things. The Warriors are going to win this thing. So I'm just, I just, for some reason, I thought you were just going to, the script oh, no. was you're supposed to go against me and say the Grizzlies going to win so I can win this. No, I'm taking the but anyway, Warriors plus the points. Come on. That's, uh, I guess I have to do the same, man. You know, I look like I'm following you, but I could have sworn that you was going to say the Grizzlies. We said that before the pregame. But so anyway, I'm going to go with the Warriors on this one. You're supposed to take the Grizzlies. But anyway, I'm going to take the Warriors with the points as well. And I'm going to actually be bold and say this is my lock of the week. So that would be my third lock of the week right there. Yeah. All right. Malik. Uh, give me the Grizzlies. And I will make them my lock. I like so the Grizzlies petty. this week. It's a, so no, it's nothing to be petty. Oh, wow. I, I really do. I really do think that the Grizzlies are going to win this game. And if they do win this game, they will win it by more than the nine points. Look, I mean, the Warriors are traveling from the west to the east to play this game there without their best player who, you know, you know, shout out to the floor or whatever that, whatever that was that was sticking up out of the floor that, that hit him in his tailbone. Shout outs to you because (laughs) clearly, you know, um, if you were, if you, if you weren't there, you know, Steph Curry, Steph Curry would be, Steph Curry would would be playing tonight. We'll be playing tomorrow. And uh, he'd be doing his thing. I love Steph Curry. I'm a huge fan of Steph Curry. But uh, you know, he, you Vegas is happy about whatever that that thing was that was sticking up out of the floor that hit hit Steph Curry in his tailbone. Because Vegas was like, oh, this line was going to be one, and now it gets to be nine, <laughs> and everybody's going to bet the Warriors. So the sharps are going to bet the Grizz to cover, and I'm going to bet the I'm going to bet that as well. All right, sharp. Oh wow, we got to circle this game. So for next, we'll talk about next week. Let's do it. All right. Yeah, I'm Morant. Calling on you. We got the Bulls going to Denver. Nuggets are at home with a possible MVP in their team and my man Jokic. They beat the Bulls by seven and a half. The Bulls are playing much better, but the Nuggets are just way better. With Zach Levine being a volume shooter and Kobe White playing okay, but not great. I think Jamal Murray goes off. I think Jokic goes off. And that's one thing the Bulls just can't handle. They're improving as a team under Billy Donovan, but the Nuggets are just a better team. So I'm taking the Nuggets to win this by eight. This is my lock of the week. I believe in them more than I do on the uh, Warriors being able to cover. Ant, what do you got? Well, I'd just like to put this out there. And this isn't, um, this is no bias on my pick. I just hate the Bulls. <laughs> so, you know, That's just because. exactly what a bias is. <laughs> I don't know if you, yeah. I don't like know if you own a dictionary, but that's the yeah. It's the definition of a bias. Oh. <laughs> I'm not. I don't I'm know. Not, it's not no hate. I just pick. hate the. No hate. I just hate the Bulls. I no hate, hate though. No hate. I know. I'm just putting that out there, you know. So you know, but I'm making a, a logical choice here. It's, just, it's not because I hate the Bulls or anything like that, and you know all those you know phony Bulls fans that came up in the '90s when it, mm-hmm. when I was in New York or whatever, and it was walking around. But I'm just gonna pick the Nuggets on this one. I'm just doing a logical choice here. Sound logic to me. That's just good science right there. Very good science. All right. 
uh, Malik. Who you got? Yeah, it's a clean sweep. Give me the Nuggets. Give me the Nuggets here. Not much more to say. Um, I was. I, I do think Zach Levine is 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 in line for a good one, a good game here. But I don't think it's gonna be enough. Mm. Okay. We got the Suns hosting the Timberwolves. They got to beat them by ten and a half. Suns are secretly have a better record now than the L.A. Lakers, or they may even be tied in the standings. This is a back-to-back game for them, I think, because I'm looking at this little um, report here. Suns are 26 and 12, and the Lakers are 27 and 13. So the Suns have one more game in hand. They haven't played another game yet, so they're half game up. So I'm going with the Suns. I think this is an easy one. Um, The Timberwolves are the worst team in the NBA. Um, I'm surprised they haven't won 10 games by now, considering that every team has played 40 which means they're losing more than 25% of their games. And why wouldn't they lose this one? Go ahead, Ant. Well, this is supposed to be a back-to-back game from what I'm seeing here because I'm just just checking on my phone here just for, for the um, mm-hmm. giggles and stuff. Suns are, are quite, won this game for, um, for as we're recording right now. It's Thursday. Suns won 123-19. to Anthony Edwards won the, um, 40, 42 points. Cat won 41 points. They basically just dropped 83 points in that win against the Wolves. Yeah, I think that's going to happen again. So, yeah. So, I'm just going to have to go with you with that one and take the Suns on this one because oh, I don't wow. see – hmm? Minnesota yeah. just beat them. Minnesota yeah. beat them. And they're literally playing a back-to-back series. Yeah. That's crazy. This is, is this going to be another another quite slugfest again? Yeah. Yeah. What do you got, Malik? Um, D will suck, man. He will suck. They're not they very good. Beat, they just beat this team tonight, and this is crazy. Yeah. Okay. The dog. Yeah, it happens every once in a while. Like somebody has forty, somebody else has forty-two. Like I said, again, it. These types of things happen. In order for these things to happen, these young guys, these guys who don't like, like again, again, in order for Russell Westbrook, in order for the the, the Washington Wizards to defeat the Utah Jazz, Russell Westbrook has to go, has to dial his game back to back five years to when he was an MVP and actually play that type of game. Again, if he was able to do that on a regular basis, the Wizards wouldn't stink, but they do stink because he's not able to do that. Okay. Um, <laughs> In yeah, order for the T-Wolves pulling this off again. In order for the T-Wolves to beat the Suns, they had to have a monster game from two of their, from two of and their young Rubio players. And Ricky Rubio went one for five. 83 like, points together. And Juan Hernan Gomez went two for five from three, which is wild. Like, they had to have the games of their lives in order, in order to beat this squad by six points. It's not going to happen again. Sorry, it's just not going to happen. Look, Minnesota has an incentive to lose as many games as possible because – their pick this year is top three protected. So if they don't get, if they, if they, if they happen to just dumb out and get the fourth pick, that selection goes to the Golden State Warriors. That would be so funny. They lose out on that selection. It goes to the Warriors. So they need to be as bad as humanly possible so they can guarantee themselves the top three pick so that they can keep it and continue to build their team. Otherwise, they're going to, they're going to continue to stink and eventually Cat's going to want to leave and nobody's going to want to play there. They let Anthony Edwards take 31 shots. Yeah, because nobody's going to want to be there. Nobody's going to want to be there. There actually has to be a bet out on that if the, if the Warriors is actually going to keep their top three pick. Uh, I don't know. Find a line on that. I don't know if there's a prop on that, but I do know if there's a prop on Anthony Edwards winning um, Rookie of the Year because he's first of all he's not in uh, first place anymore. It is clearly Lonzo, and then I believe who's the other rookie? And I'm forgetting his name right now. Quickly, quickly. No, not quickly. Get, come on, man. 
I'm not that much of a. I just, I just, I just want to say the name and see if I can say that. If I get you to say which I did, which is awesome. <laughs> see, I don't know why I listen to y'all. Okay, you know what? We're moving on to the last game. I'm too tired for this. It is Trailblazers <laughs> hosting the Mavericks. The Trailblazers got to win by four points to give him three and a half to the Mavs. The Mavericks pulled off a big win over the very, very inconsistent Clippers. And Paul George was getting roasted by Doncic. But I'm going with the Blazers. Um, CJ McCollum is back. Melo's playing great. And Enes Cantor is really playing well for them in the center spot. Um, I think he's going to be able to handle – I think he's going to be able to handle uh, – was that tall seven for three guy? Chris Stapp something? I think that's his name. KP. And, yeah, and Lillard is going to terrorize Luca. I'm really going to enjoy this. I'm really going to enjoy him tearing it up because Luca's tall, but he is a statue. And I'm really going to enjoy him dropping 50 on him in back-to-back games. I saw him win that game the other night. I stayed up late to watch that game, and that was pretty amazing what he did to steal that win away from the uh, Pelicans. So give me the Blazers by four at home against the Mavs. Go ahead, Malik. Um, I mean, well, you know, my favorite player in the NBA to watch right now is Damian Lillard. I have no interest of I, – I, I really enjoy watching him play basketball, and, and when he's not playing for the Knicks, I root for him. Um, yeah, give me the Blazers as well. Um, I like Luka. Luka's one of those guys where I watch him play, and it's, it's, it just feels weird. I don't know why he's so good because – he just, he just seems. Like, he just looks like a guy who would play with you on your local Y, and like, just like he doesn't, he doesn't look the part of the NBA superstar Only at all. Only saying that because he's white. No, no, it has nothing to do with that. It's because he's like you know kind of pudgy, and you know he's like six. He's like he's not like super tall or anything like that. Also, he's just um, out of shape is what he's just. Saying. He just looks like he's out of shape, and he just shouldn't be as good as he is. But he's mm. freaking phenomenal. Um, I do love watching Luca play. Um, and then you have kneecaps for Zingas, who you know. Uh, <laughs> you know I, that's my that's my new name for him. So if you, if anybody takes it, I know who you are. I'm gonna beat you up. Um, Gotta say with the Dora song, kneecap, kneecap. Kneecaps. If if if, 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 knee, if kneecaps is playing well, then this should this this game should go to the Mavericks. But if kneecaps isn't playing very well, or if he has problems with with those aforementioned kneecaps, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be an issue for for the Mavericks. They won't win. Um, I'm gonna take the Blazers just because I I like I like Lillard. You know, you guys know I'm a huge Mellow mm-hmm. fan. Want to see him do well. Want to see him. Want to see him shine too. So. Just just for fan's sake, I'm going to take the Blazers to, to, to beat the Mavericks, and I'll give the three and a half. All right. Okay, yeah, I was supposed to pick the Blazers just like y'all, and I have to go the opposite. And it's not because, you know, I'm just doing it just because, you know, I'm doing it for a favor for uh, last week's guest that we kind of missed out on, Christoph Pazingas, as Malik calls him, kneecaps now. He's new, his new dub name that he's going to be, you know, the N1 mixtapes or something like that sooner or later. But anyway... I'm gonna have to go with the uh, with the Mavericks on this one. Unfortunately, I would pick the other way, but I'm gonna go with the Mavericks on this one because Kristoff told me that you know they're gonna pull it out this time. So I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with them. Go Mavericks! All right, there we have it, folks. We got all the picks in. So to recap, I got the Celtics, Cavs, Rockets, Heat, Magic, Jazz, Warriors, Nuggets, Suns, and Blazers. And for some reason. Ant is going with the Mavs. So for some reason, last week's guest said that, you know, that he was his team was going to win this week. You know, we kind of missed out to bring him on board so he can actually mm-hmm. go over that. But That's true, yes. 
there's a little bit of issue with the translator, even though he speaks perfect English. Sorry, and the fact that he didn't, and the fact that he'd never accepted the invite, and we actually didn't uh, actually send one. So there's that as well. That dude. I don't want to talk to him anyway. Screw it. It was a kneecaps, I guess. I'm guessing, you know, whatever. Things happen. Good to know. Good to know, fellas. All right. Um, shout outs. Who wants to go first? I prefer to go last. Yeah. Or you guys okay. Go. I wouldn't want to shout outs for Christopher's Pazingas there, but you know what? Whatever with him. Shout outs to, um, I'm going to give shout outs to Joe Douglas, my New York Jets GM. He's actually making waves and stuff like that. And shout out to him because he's not going to the free agency and trying to get the top dollar stuff. He's getting all the bargain bin people once again, and he's filling it in. He's going to go through the draft. Hopefully, we actually do well. And like I said, um, shout out to Christoph again. You know, hopefully, maybe we can get him next week on on the show. Never know because you know Malik actually does want to talk to him. He just secretly wants to talk to him, wondering about these kneecap things. But anyway, <laughs> I give it all to you, Ace. <laughs> Ooh, that was beautiful. Um... Shout outs to the New York Knicks for actually winning another game, getting back to 500. Shout out to the New Jersey Nets for uh, proving that you can actually still win games over mediocre teams. Hey, when the hell are you going to call them Brooklyn? Never. Um, shout out. If they win a championship, you have to call them Brooklyn. Shout out to the NCAA tournament for coming back. They're not going to win a championship. They got no defense. Shout out to the NCAA tournament coming back. Um, I'm really offended by all always making the historical black colleges, always playing the playing 16 games, like y'all trying to go out of your way to try to eliminate them. But shout out to Norfolk State and Texas Southern pulling it through. That's what you get for trying to do that, do them dirty like that and say a tournament. And I hope they get paid a little bit extra money to their conference just for making it. Malik. Um, <clears throat> shout out to NFL free agency. So many teams have changed, have changed. So many players have changed teams. I don't even know who what, what, what my team's going to look like next year. I have no clue. I have no clue what the, what the hell my team's going to look like next year. Shout out to NFL Free Agency for doing this because this is now a year where your entire team just, just doesn't look the same any longer, and I'm perfectly fine with that because my team sucked, but whatever. Um, shout out to Zack Snyder for releasing a four-hour cut of, of a movie that I saw three years ago and making it more boring than it was then. Um, the good part is that they actually got parts. You know, there's a part one, part two. You can stop in the middle and go, you know, watch something interesting. Yes, because and come he back. built because he knew that he knew that there was no way that I was sitting through a four hour movie on my own. Shout 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 out to him for for trying to turn the Justice League into Malcolm X. Like like just just please just just <laughs> <laughs> you were not make you were not making the next magnum opus. Okay, you just stop it. You weren't doing that. Just, just leave us alone. Oh, um, good lord. And, and, and you know what? Last but not least, mm-hmm. uh, shout out to Michigan State, who just lost to UCLA and blew up my bracket already. My bracket's already done on Thursday night. My bracket's freaking over. I, I, had them, I had them winning this game at the very least and losing in the next round. So my bracket is busted already one day into the shit. So <laughs> you know what? This is why I don't, this is why I, don't, I, don't, I, I hate the brackets. Because I told you. I told you UCLA was going to win. I watched these games, and they, they were up. They were up the whole game. Michigan State was up the whole game. We were watch, I was watching. I was, I was turning back and forth while we were, while we were talking. Oh, Michigan State was up the watching. whole game, and they wound up you know, losing it in overtime. Um, so, yeah, shout out to them for, you know, for not getting it done because, you know, that's what happens. <laughs> Did that's, you say way not to get it done? Did you way, shout <laughs> way not to get it done? Shout out to them for just not getting it done because, you know what? Nice. Cut the – because COVID, let's go ahead. Let's, let's just say that. Okay. Um, so, all right. 
Shout out to my UB Bulls. Hopefully y'all can pull off the win in the NIT. I want to see a championship or at least the Final Four run there. That would be quite impressive. And I hope Ohio University loses. I don't care if y'all are for the same conference. Hope you lose by 50 to Virginia. I'm putting a lot of money on them, and I hope you lose. So there you go. That's what you get for winning the MAC Conference Championship. And I'm petty like that. We're out. <laughs> Peace. Peace. Peace.